Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to a Saturday night edition, very special hybrid edition of the One Bitcoin Show. Today is October the 24th. That's the birthday of an ex-girlfriend of mine. 2020. Strong hand. Long-term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. One day closer to an all-time high. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. We'll talk about that. Compete. Don't complain. All right. Hello, my elite friends. If you have questions, I have answers. You can ask about Beyond Bitcoin subjects. You can ask about Bitcoin. Tomorrow's the real Beyond Bitcoin show, but we're going to combine current events philosophy with Bitcoin on this hybrid one Bitcoin show. Here it's almost midnight in Salt Lake City, but I'm wide awake. All right. Now let's let's start off the Bitcoin tweet from the great Udi. Do a super chat. Do Bitcoin Meister, I answer your questions. Uh, but Udi said, the entire point of Bitcoin is setting the rules of the game once and never change them so that players can focus on creating value. Yes, the entire point, you set the rules of the game once and you never change them. And then the players can focus on creating value. I've been saying this for a while. It's called the rule of law. And that's something that's missing from society today. Uh, and what he points out is that in all coins, they can just change the rules and it benefits certain people who know that the rules are about to be changed. Uh, the beauty of Bitcoin, it doesn't change. It's solid like a freaking rock. It might sound, that might sound boring to some people. Some people like change for the sake of change. Dude, stability, stability. Okay, you build it on the rock there. So the rule of law is in Bitcoin in, in a world where the rule of law and the game is the rules of the game are constantly changing now in politics and in so much in, in nation statehood. It's wild stuff. But in Bitcoin, that's it's that's why it's the security truth machine. And I'm glad Udi has that tweet about that on this lovely uh, Saturday. So I, I'm going to even talk about 80 percenter type of events. Okay, because the eighty percent entered into uh, into Bitcoin today. There was an, a, definitely an eighty percenter story in Bitcoin today that is worth mentioning. Okay, Kanye West uh, was on the Joe Rogan show. Okay, and Bitcoin. There's a clip uh, how he uh, thinks it's going to liberate humanity. Okay, West. It's like a two. It's linked to below. Check it out. He's saying a lot of gobbledygook in it, uh, and I don't think he fully understands Bitcoin, but he does mention it in a very positive way, and people have clipped it. It is – he's definitely – it's marketing to a segment of the population that might not hear about Bitcoin like we hear about Bitcoin, uh, and, and a lot of Joe Rogan's audience might uh, not – well, some of the people tuning in are probably just Joe uh, – are not just Joe Rogan fans or Kanye West fans because he uh, he doesn't appear on Joe Rogan. I guess this is his first time on Joe Rogan. So I don't even know. But I mean, th there are more Joe Rogan fans that know about Bitcoin than Kanye West fans. I'm pretty sure. Um, but still, it got mentioned on a tremendous podcast today uh, by a person that is known throughout the world, a, a very big uh, 80 percenter star. And West never touches 
on Bitcoin again in the three-hour conversation with Rogan. So he talks about it for 90 seconds in three in three hours. Okay, uh, but people are making clips of it, and that's good. It's going around social media. His conception of freedom appears to be rooted in the premise that political systems, uh, the political system, and thus the banking system is racist. Okay, yeah. Okay, his reasons are, you know, they're, they're his reasons, all right? But it, it's out there. Now, what's my conclusion for, for, from this little 80%er moment in Bitcoin? I'm not going to put him on a pedestal. I'm, I'm happy that uh, it's going to make news all over that Kanye West talked about Bitcoin. But I'm, I'm almost willing to bet that by the end of 2021, because he's an impulsive type of guy, okay? And he may have some... Um, I mean, they've said he's uh, got some – he takes medication for possible mental issues. I don't know. He's a creative guy. Uh, there's no doubt about that. But uh, he, here's my take on him and Bitcoin. Uh, by the end of 2021, he'll probably have his own altcoin. How about that? Is that a good takeaway from Kanye being on uh, being on Joe Rogan? And, that, and, and you know, he's free to do that. Uh, I, 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 I being, it's more likely that – Kanye is going to have his his own altcoin. Then Kanye is going to be a, become a huge, serious fan of Bitcoin. If, do you guys agree with that one? Leave it in the comment section if you do. Uh, but but uh, still, I'm not going to. Uh, this is not a negative that he's talking about it. Nor would it be a negative that, that if he starts his own altcoin, which I bet he does. Um, it, 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 it will it will bring people. It will give them knowledge of cryptocurrency, which will give them knowledge of Bitcoin. So, uh, Kanye, whatever reasons you're, you're into Bitcoin today, welcome to Bitcoin, I guess. And uh, keep keep talking about it. Even I mean, I do not agree with the, 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 uh, the economic system is racist. I, I do not agree about uh, I don't agree. Well, <laughs> the only way you could be considered racist is if, uh, you know, one group. If there are uh, government policies that are favoring one group, <laughs> so may maybe it is because there are uh, there are definitely minority set asides uh, within the the fascist system, uh, economic system that's in the United States right now. But I mean, I, I don't care about that. You, you can in the current United States system, you can succeed no matter what. I mean, you really have a great. There's a, there's a lot of opportunity out there in the golden age of Bitcoin in the United States of America. Uh, uh, and I don't, I don't see a better place to be right now if you want to be in, in Bitcoin and you want to become uh, quite successful. So sure, I, I don't worry about the government obstacles. Okay, now, so productive strike back with words. And of course, the productive strike back with staying in motion too, with staying productive. And what, what do they strike back again? Well, today the SJWs, the envious, um, the mainstream, it's cool to attack the good, to attack the successful, to attack the productive. And few pe people want to fit in. So they just join in the chorus. You know, uh, Jeff Bezos is a villain. Mark Zuckerberg is a villain. Because they're billionaires, billionaires are villains. That that's the productive, you know. Gi giving us Twitter, um, and it's it, you know Twitter's morphed into insanity. But it is, I mean, imagine the world world without Twitter. Imagine the world without the, the social media giants that are out there. They've given us a lot. Of, I, look what YouTube has done for me. I'm not happy with YouTube with all the craziness that's going on. 
But look, I've learned so much from YouTube. I've done quite well with YouTube and the show and uh, learning about Bitcoin, teaching others about Bitcoin. This, this is the good, okay? They, they, they are good products. They are productive stuff. But people are envious. And in today's world, um, it, it's just the, the common the common refrain is, you know, hate Hate on the good, hate on the productive. And I'm just, if you are productive, don't take it. Don't turn the other cheek. Don't turn the, this isn't the New Testament here. This is the real freaking world. Pound that like button. I'm not turning the other cheek. Now I'm not going, I'm not going out of my way to attack and destroy people, but with words, with words, I will continue to strike back. And I've, 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 I might start a show that analyzes, you know, some mainstream article. Because mainstream articles come out all the time that vilify the good, okay? That uh, try to make us compliant, and try to make us feel guilty to to that that we're successful. And I'm, I wanted to, I'm going to have a show possibly where it, I'm just going to straight talk about it. And say, you know what? You know, the truth hurts. You're a loser. <laughs> you are a loser if you're going to hate on the good, okay? If you're that envious. And you can change your ways if you want to. But I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And I'm not going to pretend that it's normal to hate on the good. Now, so I'm starting to sound like Yaron Brook here. And Yaron Brook, and I don't agree with Yaron Brook all the time. But he has a great definition on his show of social justice. I linked to it below at the 52-minute mark, okay? And, and, and you should uh, listen to at least that part of the show. You should also retweet this show, dudes. I'm putting it, if you're watching this right now, I'm putting that out there in the chat. Um, if you married a Kardashian, you'd be medicated too. Yeah, that, that's probably true. That's So I don't know if he's crazy then. It, very, very good point you make there, uh, John. Uh, Stram, my buddy in California, John. Let's call. I can't pronounce your last name this late at night, dude. But I hope I hope you're having a good time out in Malibu and you're hanging with uh, one of the Kardashians. Uh, there's no doubt that they're not loyal to their men. So I mean, you can have one if you want. Okay, now mo moving on. Pound that like button and pound that uh, that big uh, Kardashian. You know what? So, uh, but always always wear protection while uh, over in that in that area. Now, let's, uh, let, let's see. So social justice is the opposite of justice. Justice is getting what you deserve. Don't judge people. With social justice, you're not, they don't judge people on their virtues. They judge them on their need. Don't judge pe they don't judge people on how productive they are. They judge them on how unproductive they are. Their need is a claim on your life, and their need must be met. <laughs> Society is unjust because there are needs we don't supply. So that, that's what social justice is about. Uh, Yaron Brook put that out there. And I, I think it's a very good way of explaining it. And so social justice is not possible in Bitcoin, okay? The, the, you can't take away the productivity of someone in Bitcoin. You cannot take away their Bitcoin. And, and give it the, the unconfiscatable aspect of Bitcoin stops SJW in their tracks. Okay, now there could be someone who is guilty, and they can freely give away their Bitcoin if they want to. 
All right. They can feel guilty and everything like that. But if, if you want to get away from the social justice uh, world, okay, the social justice narrative, um, and you want to judge people on how productive they are, you come to Bitcoin because that, that, that's the thing. You, you, you get your Bitcoin because you're productive. All right. And uh, it's, it's very, this is the world of virtues over here in the Bitcoin overlay. Uh, and it, it, social justice, though, man, is like, I, he really framed it nicely, though, that like if someone has a need, I mean, they're not, not, not going to get that need themselves. You owe them. <laughs> that, and that's justice because someone has a need uh, and then you fulfill their need, even if they, if they don't deserve if they don't deserve what they need, supposedly what they want. Uh, and so it, it's completely backwards. And so it's not justice at all. It is not justice at all. Uh, so. The trees should get what the in motion people have earned is what social justice is about. And uh, yeah, I'm glad I'm not I'm not there. I don't have to I don't have to deal with that kind of stuff. I will comment on it, though. So it's an, it's overall the whole social justice narrative is part of the attack on progress. And that's that's what we're living through today. Uh it's it's a, a general attack on progress when you make when you guilt people about them being successful when you try when you say billionaires should be illegal it, it, it is an attack on progress because the, the striving for success striving for success striving for Mars striving you know trying to attain incredible goals that is progress and when you want to shut all that down I mean that that is a vicious attack on progress. And an attack on progress, the people that it hurts the most are the poor people uh, when, when you slow down progress, okay? Because what, what progress brings to the world is uh, it makes life much better for everyone. And today, you know, because of the progress we've made in the last 50 years, the poorest of the poor in the United States, they, they live in – they're not starving, okay? There were times when people were starving in the United States of America, Um that, that is, that's impossible today because of the great abundance brought on by progress. But we still we have people that have this sick mentality that the good is evil. Good is evil. And that is an attack on progress. And that, that's a good way to sum it up, attack on progress. Now, you, you shouldn't – people who hate the great, okay, people who attack progress, okay, you should avoid them. Yeah, you should definitely avoid them. You, I mean, you shouldn't. You shouldn't like them. I, I wouldn't hate them. I wouldn't waste my time on them. What I would suggest is, instead of worrying about the people uh, and being obsessed about the people who are are hating on the good and trying to find the people who are hating on the good, because there's, there's a lot of Bitcoin people, you know, in, in the Bitcoin Inquisition, they're trying to find who they think is hating on the good, okay? And instead of having witch hunts and whatnot, now, what you do is you support the good. So you, you take a positive way. Because there are so many people out there who are doing good things, who are productive. You should, not, you should reward the good. You should emulate the good. And you should not be ashamed of saying, you know what? That banker got rich, okay? That banker is in traditional finance. He worked hard. He created financial opportunities for all these people. Sure, it's not Bitcoin, but 
he was in motion. I don't have a problem with him. I don't have a problem with him at all. He's that's good. That's good. And some people automatically think all bankers are bad. Uh, I mean, no, or all CEOs are bad. You got you got to analyze each situation. You cannot. Uh, and again, there are great. There, I don't agree with all these CEOs' politics at all. Okay, but there are a lot of them creating lots of good out there in the world. And if you want to fight back against all the haters of good, then you support the good. You take a line in this. You put a line in the sand there and say, okay, I know Mark Zuckerberg is not the most popular person on earth right now. Okay. And that people, and that the government wants to do antitrust laws against him, sue him into oblivion. And sometimes his politics can seem a little leftist, but he's brought uh, an amazing product to the world. He is productive. There should be more people trying to be productive. There should be more people trying to, should be in motion. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, if you attack the people who are in motion, you're helping the SJWs who want, who don't want progress, who just want to guilt people. So think of it that way. Think of it that way. Now, we're going to get to Peter Schiff here. I mean, this is a good segue into Peter Schiff. Peter Schiff ripping on Bitcoin. No, that's not a good thing. It's not a good thing, him ripping on Bitcoin. But the situation he's in with us, Australian 60 Minutes right now, the Australian government, I linked to the video below where Peter Schiff explains the hit job Australian 60 Minutes did on him. And they did do a hit job on him, trying to make his his uh, his bank seem completely corrupt, completely bad. Now, again, separate Peter Schiff's bank from you know, what the insane stuff that Peter Schiff says about Bitcoin. And unfortunately, in this video where he's defending himself, he goes on to attack Bitcoin. And that I, I wouldn't advise him to do something like that. But he, the, the Australian government, all right, they are so restrictive to their people when it comes to this, the current events that are going on, okay, with the virus. And what they're doing with Peter Schiff, they're through 60 Minutes Australia, they're trying to scare people about money laundering and just trying to implement to make it seem okay. We're, we're protecting you from Peter people like Peter Schiff who money launder, okay? And this makes the people in Australia more likely to accept bans on cash, uh, more monitoring from their government when it comes to their finances. And Peter Schiff, is standing up against the Australian government and the United States government, for that matter. You know, talking about how ridiculous all the you know, these these laws are with with the drugs and the uh, monitoring every single thing, every single financial transaction. At the same time, Peter Schiff says that his bank it does follow all the all the uh, money laundering rules and whatnot. Is not is not some tax evasion haven for Australians. Okay, which. Uh, 60 Minutes Australia seem to be implying there. And he is suing 60 Minutes Australia for defamation. So is, is it good that Peter Schiff rips on Bitcoin? No, it is not. Is Peter Schiff in motion, though? Yeah, he actually is in motion. I, I, I don't agree with the gold business. Um, he has his own bank. He, he, he's trying to make money. He's trying to be productive. Part of his shtick is getting all the Bitcoin people angry at him to, to, to um, increase his marketing. 
Okay. But just because he does some insane things, okay, doesn't mean you should support what insane 60 minutes in Australia is doing or what the insane Australian government is doing. Okay. Because he is speaking up, up against the Australian government. All right. And uh, I, I give I give him credit for that. And we have seen how far the Australian government can go with what is going on in Melbourne at this very moment uh, in, in terms of the virus. So I, I would much <laughs> I, I think what, what the Australian government is doing in Melbourne is far worse than anything Peter Schiff has ever done. So uh, put it in perspective there. Now. Um, today. And other days when I'm walking to synagogue uh, here in Salt Lake City, I, I walk by so many. Um, and someone says, pound that like. But, oh, Gary says, pound that like. One. How are you doing? He, he's he's out on the West Coast having a good time. Who um, who who you want me to say hi to someone last time, Gary? And I, I didn't see it until after the show. So type in who I should say hi to and I'll, I'll say Hi to them uh, when I when I see you. Uh, type that in there. But I want to talk about. Uh, oh, how do you feel about De Blasio uh, sending out his brown shirts to harass Orthodox Jews? It's truly bothering to us. It's it's unbelievable. <laughs> it, it's it's amazing that he'll let it, a BLM uh, protest go on. And then he'll break into a pri- – he'll send police into people's – into Orthodox Jews' private houses and say, you're not allowed to have 10 people in your house. I mean that that's totally outrageous. But he knows he can get away with that in this environment um, because nobody – who likes the um, – who, who likes them? Who likes who likes the William, the guys in Williamsburg that don't talk to you, okay? Now, I'm not – some of those – some of the Orthodox Jews in Williamsburg will all the sophomore. I, I'm not a fan of the Satmar at all, okay? But I give the Satmar credit on, on this. On this, I give the Satmar credit. The Satmar are, are, are a, t- a type of Orthodox Jew in uh, Williamsburg, Brooklyn, okay? And um, and <laughs> and they want to pray, okay? They just want to get together. It's their own business. They're not hurting anybody else. They only stick together. They don't go anywhere else. They just hang out in Williamsburg with each other. They really are sec- – they wouldn't even talk to me, okay? They, they won't even talk to me. Um, they speak Yiddish. They don't even speak English, okay? So, but for some reason, he, he feels the need. Um, he, he wants to make an example out of anyone. He, he knows no one's going to defend them. Um, but then it's okay to, uh, to have a, a, a BLM rally. It, it's hypocritical. There is no rhyme or reason to this. What, what, it, what, it should, what it should show you is that there shouldn't be any lockdowns at all. If you can have a, if you can have a rally, then you should be able to have 10 guys in your house, okay? Just let it, let it go naturally. We'll talk about this on tomorrow's show, um, as I always do on, on the Beyond Bitcoin show. But yeah, of course, what, what he's doing is ridiculous. Uh, but I, I also want to say that the Satmar are also ridiculous in, in many ways. But they should be able to gather in their home, have 10 guys in the house, okay? And they should be able to pray to God, okay, in, in their synagogues and everything. It's uh, it's unbelievable. But, but he also knows that in this you know, postmodern progressive New York City. No one respects religion anymore. Religion is a joke. You know, freedom of religion. Who cares? Yeah, whatever. There the should. Some people are probably liking this lockdown because it's 
making people – all those crazy religious people can't pray anymore. It's a good thing. It's a good thing we have lockdown uh, because we can pickle we – can, we can stop religion. I'm sure there's some people that love it for that, that reason. All right. Uh, interesting, interesting question there, though. But uh, you know, the, the, what, 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 and what the Satmar did at one point, they were they were getting real, they were getting angry in the streets. So if someone comes into your house, you should fight up. You should definitely fight back against them. Then no one has a right to come into your house and say you can't have ten guys in your house because of some uh, people have a cold or something. It's 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 unbelievable. Uh, and people are just shaming them. Oh, they see this religion. They're gathering. They're the ones spreading it. They're the, you know, that that's that's the society we're living in. Everyone's looking for a scapegoat for a problem that doesn't even exist. Just people are so prone to scapegoating. Okay, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Now I'm all those. By the way, all the SJWs out there. I'm not. I'm not scapegoating. I'm just saying what they do. Okay, they're not causing me problems. I, if you want to be an SJW and complain about the whole world and, and be a tree, be my guest. You are free to do that. You're not causing me any problems here in the Bitcoin overlay. Hey, you're making a lot of noise, and I'm going to critique you. So be ready for it. Be ready for it. Okay, did, what, what did Web City? Did you tell me the guy to say hello to? Uh, you said pound that like button for Adam. Come on, who am I supposed to say hi to? Last week you wanted me to say hi to somebody. Um, all right, so let's go back to. Uh, what I was going to talk about here. Dismantle white supremacy sign. I, I saw, I see often. And we're not, let me tell you, in Salt Lake City, I'm still in shock. I've seen, the entire time I've been in Salt Lake City, I've seen seven black people and I've seen about like 200 BLM signs. And I, I've seen more black trans live, trans lives matter signs than black people, literally. I mean, I mean, it's unbelievable. So all the people that are putting up these signs are white people. <laughs> Take my word for it. No, they're free to do that. I'm not going to um, – it's a peaceful city. I'm not going to complain. There's all these crazy political signs. But here's this one sign that made me think. It says dismantle white supremacy, and there are a few of them. So obviously it's a white person who puts dismantle white supremacy sign on their lawn. So if I were to ever – and you see, this is a slogan that's around the internet. What do they mean? What do they mean? So you can have your sign, all right? I'm not saying make your sign illegal, but what do you mean? So I'm going to tell you what I think you mean. I, I, I think it's we, – we have a system, they, they, the capitalist system, whatever they want to call it. That's what they think white supremacy is, okay? That's what they are naming white – white supremacy, that, that's like a pretty bad term, okay? That's, that's a term that conjures, conjures up a lot of emotion. So you use in the postmodern world, you define anything the way you want to define it. So white supremacy, they're defining as the way of the life in the United States, all right? And so white supremacy, so how do you cure white supremacy? Well, you take from the people that you envy and you, and you redistribute it. Um, and I just want to say something to the people who say dismantle white supremacy. I don't know how far... You want to go with the dismantling process, with the redistribution process, okay? But you're not getting anything from me. You're, you're not getting my Bitcoin, all right? You're not getting my Bitcoin. And again, I'm, I'm going to speak the un unspeakable here. You're losers, all right? You're, you're losers if you if you want to if if that's what you want to do is you're, you're envious of other people, so you want to take away their money and say it's uh, white supremacy. That, 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 that's the reason, okay? 
Um, why don't you produce, you know, if, if you think there's a economic injustice, then you give away, you give away your wealth. You give away that nice house out there on the corner or whatever street I saw. It was a nice house. You, you give it away, you sell your house and give it away. Okay. You're free to do something like that, right? To cure, to dismantle white supremacy. Uh, but, but otherwise you have no, you have no right to claim, you have no, you have no claim on anyone's wealth to redistribute it. Okay. And those of us in the Bitcoin overlay, you're definitely not getting any of our wealth. You're not getting any of our Bitcoin. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm proud of that fact. And so you're not, you're not dismantling my, uh, my Bitcoin. <laughs> and you can't, you can't guilt me into liking or, jo or joining you. Okay. That, that's another thing that sign does dismantle white supremacy. It's to conjure up guilt and it works. It, it, um, it makes people feel guilty and makes people want to be part of that movement and, and, you know, say, okay, it's all right. If you increase my tax rate or you know, take some of my uh, money away and eh, it's fine. I'll be a CUCK. You're not, it, it does work on some people. You can guilt people into joining the most ridiculous of, of movements for me, let me tell you the truth. When you try that technique on me, I just don't like you. I just don't like you. And I'm going to say that right now. I don't like you. I don't like the people who want to dismantle white supremacy, a white supremacy that does not exist. You know, they have to hide behind that. You know, what they, they, they hide behind this guilt-laden term. What, what they're true intent, what they're saying is, yeah, we want socialism. We want communism. I, don't, I mean, I, I don't know how extreme they want it because I, I, mean, I can't interpret you know, exactly what is in their head, how far the dismantling is supposed to go. But I, I catch the drift and I know I don't, I don't like you because you want to take from me. You want to take, you want to dismantle me. All right. And we, we should say that we should, we should, everyone out there that's got a voice, say it, say it. Don't be ashamed to say what it is. Don't, I know white supremacy is a scary word. No, just say, what do you mean by it, dude? Do you mean redistribution of wealth? If you mean that, I don't like you and you're not getting my wealth. And you go own your own wealth. Go be in motion or you can go complain or whatever. Be my, be my guest. Um, but you're not affecting me. Now, now, most people don't think we've talked about this before and they want others to think for them and they just want to fit in. Thus, fiat is irrational. But most people are irrational most of the time, as I've said. And MMT is also irrational. But if most people are irrational most of the time, and most people delegate their thinking to other people, well, then don't you see how fiat is irrational, but it will, it will survive? That the dollar isn't going anywhere? So as I've said in past videos, think like an 80 percenter does. Think, Try to think how they're thinking there, okay? They're irrational ways because we are living in a realm of irrationality. But you can, you can do quite well in the irrational world because you think the way of an 80 percenter and you do the opposite, okay? All right? It's that simple. So 80 percenters, they're not getting in. They're not thinking long-term. They're thinking impulsive. They want MMT. They Okay, they want their check and everything. So what do you want? You want to think long-term and you want Bitcoin. There you go. Now, uh, remember, check out This Week in Bitcoin. Uh, Reed Womack, Alex Svetsky were on, Owls Across. It's linked to below. And pound that like button like my shirt says to do. Roman Q the other day g gave me a new saying. I just want to say it on this special show. He says, outhold the IRS. 
outhold the IRS. What's, what's that mean? That that means um, there are a lot of impulsive people out there. They're like, oh, I love to trade Bitcoin. I like to go back and forth uh, between fiat and Bitcoin. And, oh, it just hit – and by the, by the way, another day, another uh, 20, 20 high. We, we just hit another 20, 20 high for you fiat freaks. But some people are like, oh, I want to I profit take now. I want to profit take now. And when you do that in the United States, you owe the IRS money. You, you owe them money. And they know you did it. Because you bought it from coin, but you bought it from a most likely you bought it from a place where you gave your social security number and you sold it at a place. They know, okay. You don't you don't mess with the I when you when you sell your Bitcoin for fiat, okay, you enter their realm. You enter the IRS's realm. So right now, if you enter the IRS's realm, you have to pay taxes. But what does this saying mean? Outhold the IRS. Well, in the year 2030. Maybe Bitcoin is just going to be considered regular money. And if you, um, you know, buy a car with it or you pay some, you don't have to worry about how much you paid for it originally. It's not an asset where you're going to have to pay capital gains on, okay, where you're going to have to worry about. Right now, you do have to worry about how much money, how much uh, more your Bitcoin is worth than it was when you bought it. When you when you uh, dispose of it, okay. But in the future, there's no telling how the rule the rules might uh, evolve. So you outhold the IRS. So if the, if you don't need the cash right now, like me, um, you think 2024. You definitely think long 2024 having at the very least, at the very least, okay. You you have that mindset, but you're trying to you're trying to outhold the IRS. IRS at the same time. At the same time, you, you can't time the market. There have been people that are like, well, I'm selling high now. I'll buy back low later. And they, they, they can't. It's not going back to $700. It's not going back to $1,300. All these people waiting for it to go back to $1,300. And now they're just picking their nose at $13,000. Pound that like button. Uh, something else I noticed uh, on my – in Salt Lake City, you only see uh, sign, liberal signs. You only see Democrat. There was one Trump sign. I saw one Trump sign. And just hundreds, hundreds of Demo of BLM signs, of Biden signs, and they're free to do that. But what I did notice, there are some houses, they don't have political signs on them, but they have American flags flying. I also noticed there are no houses that have American flags that have Biden signs or BLM signs in them. And uh, I maybe. Maybe it's a way of Trump supporters saying we – I mean I, I think it is. I think the people that are putting the American flags out there, that's their way of saying we support the president. Now, I mean you you, uh, you can do what you want to do and everything. But I, I do find it quite interesting um, with all these crazy signs that say like science matters, BLM matters, uh, science is real, all, all these catchphrases. They never have American flags out. They have you know, they have the rainbow flag out. They have the rainbow flag, not just the regular rainbow flag, the rainbow flag with the brown and the black on, on the top too. Um, and, and there's, I mean, there's I, if you want to, it, it's amazing how BLM has been conflated with gay rights. I I, I don't really get that one, but it's just like I, I think there's just some people out there. These, uh, these, I, I'm not going to generalize, but uh, the white college liberal, 
whatever, that they, they feel like any movement for minorities is like a way to get back at their parents. I don't know. A way to get back at the man. So they embrace it and then they combine it. I mean, I, I got to be honest. I, I don't think a lot – some – I don't think some gay people care about black rights. I don't think black some black people care about gay. I mean, I, I think some people just want to be individuals and, and just not and, and and not get into these ridiculous mass movements and then and then like make a, a super mass movement that's at times contradictory on some of the things that it's supporting. I mean, uh, but anyway, uh, it, it is it's interesting observation. I, I don't know if any of you have noticed that too in, in the cities that you're in. Uh, if you're in cities that, that have a lot of these crazy signs in them, if the people ever have American flags in their uh, in their yards with the signs, and yet for some people, for some people, they are definitely anti-American. They don't want this system. They want to tear it. They want to get rid of white supremacy. And so, by having a rainbow flag, it means I want to get rid of white supremacy. And that's not. I mean, originally. I mean, the rainbow flag is like, just treat us like human beings. Don't, don't worry about what we do in our bedroom. And I think everybody can support that. But what what, this, what some people are using it for today is, is like, I don't like the United States of America. <laughs> and you, you're, free, you're free not to like the United States of America. But dude, this is, I, I wouldn't, I, during this age that we're living in now with all these insane restrictions, uh, there's no place I'd rather be right, 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 right at this point. Um, be a citizen of at least. Uh, and you get to pick and choose what state to go to. It's like 50 different countries in one. And from the land of people being in motion, uh, Dennis, I, I, I told you about Dennis. He now has a uh, – he now just wrote for Bitcoin Magazine. And he's just a guy who through my show found out about uh, a, another entity that uh, – publishes Bitcoin stories. And this entity has contacted me again. And listen up, people, if you want a, a job in the Bitcoin world, here's another one. Hey, Adam, thanks again for putting me in touch with Dennis. He's a superstar. We're also looking for an illustrator. If you know any Bitcoiners who might be interested, let me know. They can also be paid in Bitcoin. So it's a nice way to earn some sats. There you go, people. There's an article out there today women being uh, forced to give up their careers. <laughs> and so it's because uh, of all the restrictions that are out there, you know, kids are being sent home and moms uh, have to take care of the kids again, look after their kids again, uh, because the, the husband might make more money than them and doesn't want to give up his job. And so they say women are being forced. Okay. You know, no, it, it's a choice. I mean, you had a career, you mean it's career or kids? I mean, if you have kids, that, that's a responsibility right there. You can work it out with your husband. I mean, who's making more money? You, you got to see what's financially best for you. So it's not the – It's not. I mean, they're making like society is forcing women to get back to take care of their kids. Now, these women who are complaining about being forced because they're not being forced, um, that you have priorities. What's your priority, your kids or your job, Okay. I mean, everyone, everyone's got choices in life to make. But I, I do wonder, are these the same screaming Karens that say everything should be locked down? Okay. If they're, if they're those, I mean, they're supporting a government policy 
which is sending their kids home. I mean, they're, they, they're only hurting themselves. But people don't think long – people don't think. They don't think like – they just want to fit in and they're scared and like, okay, let's shut down everything. It won't affect me. But lo and behold, yeah, it does, it does affect you. It makes you – it brings the choice to the forefront, kids or career. And so, hey, man, compete, don't complain. Uh, if you were complaining about the, if you're saying, oh, we, you, please, government, solve my problem and lock everything down, and now you're you're like, uh oh, I got to take care of my kids again. Well, let's think about it. <laughs> Maybe you should change your philosophy a little bit. Uh, and also, so Southwest Airlines made an announcement that uh, when I flew on Southwest, and I, I've flown on Southwest a few times now during all this ridiculous time period, they did, the middle seats were empty, okay? Do you think if this is really an airborne virus, and I don't think it's very airborne at all, by the way. I agree with Carl Denger, who's been saying since March that it's mostly fecal oral, okay? That you touch something and you put your hand in your, your mouth and you can get this cold. Okay, great. But if you think it's really airborne, does it make a difference if there's an empty seat between you and the next guy, does it really? When you're on a plane, when people are getting up, when people are eating and taking up their taking off their mask, when when people are going to the bathroom, okay, it, it, do you really think it makes that big of a difference? But you have so Southwest made this announcement. They actually had warned everyone that they were going to eventually have to fill the middle seats again, and all these people are spazzing online saying, "Oh, I'm never going to fly you again, Southwest." Okay, great, that's awesome, dudes. I, I think Southwest knows how to run their business better than you can. Okay. There's going to be a point when they're going to have, you know, there's supply and demand here. People want to fly again. When I flew on um, American airlines from Asheville to Baltimore. Okay. It was two different planes and they were the type of planes. Is, it's two seats and two seats. So of course you have to sit next to someone. Did I die because I sat next to someone on a plane? No, of course not. <laughs> Has anyone gotten sick from a plane? Is there any documented Evidence, documentary evidence of uh, of someone who got are, are stewardesses getting sick? No, there's nothing like this has happened. All right, so the middle seat thing and the mask thing—it's just these these feel good visuals to make these people think they're doing something. Okay, it, it's all in your mind, dudes. It's not helping. It's not. I mean, just if you're scared, then don't go on the plane. All right. If you're scared, then don't go outside. Um, and don't try to dictate. If you're not flying on planes now, don't try to dictate a plane's uh, policy, a company's policy. You do not. You don't know how to run Southwest Airlines. And if you have no intention on going on any plane, you have no business. You're not even their potential customer at all anymore. So, <laughs> but but there are so many people with time in their hands. They're just like, oh look, South. Now they're going to cause an, a, a they're going to cause a spike because people are sitting next to each other on Southwest Airlines. It's ridiculous. I've been on Southwest Airlines. I've been on American Airlines. I've been living my regular life. People are living their regular. People don't realize this. There are so many people that are hooked on the mainstream media. They have no clue that people have been flying. People have been going places. People don't wear masks. People, people are out, and they're not getting. They're not dropping dead. There's so many people that think if you go to a rally, that uh, you go to a, 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 a political rally, a Trump rally, that you're going to die. That there's a ch no, no, no. You're not actually. You're not going to die. If you're a healthy, if you're a healthy person, no. I mean, it, it, it's just like it's just like 2019. If you went out. Or what are the chances of you dying? It's the same as they were beforehand if you're a healthy person. Now, if you're not, if you've been stuffing your pie hole nonstop, 
Well, I mean, you've always been, you're just finding out now the harsh reality that if you're an unhealthy person, you're more prone to get all sorts of different diseases and you will get something one day. Finally, I just retweet uh, my uh, tweet from, well, the clip of me from 2014 saying uh, Bitcoin is $420 right now. You should get a bunch of big, you should get a bunch of Bitcoin instead of buying a car. And the, uh, I, I say, you know, spend $25,000 on Bitcoin or whatever I said, send, send $10,000 on Bitcoin <laughs> and get yourself a $25,000 car instead of a $50,000 car. And well, whatever, whatever I recommended that Bitcoin is now worth $300,000 had you taken my advice. I'm glad I took my advice, but, uh, I didn't buy a car of course, but you know, the rest of the story, I did buy Bitcoin <laughs> in 2014 and 13 and 15 and 16. All right. Uh, let me see if there are any other questions out there. Uh, Tara's comic says, I don't think you mentioned the name of the new entity looking to hire illustrators. Um, contact me, contact me. I, I'm so I, I, you know what I should have said, um, e email, DM me or email me, email me at Adam at trezorhelp.com or DM me over Twitter at TechBalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. And I will put you in, in touch with the person, the actual, uh, guy doing the hiring. So just get, getting rid of all sorts of middlemen, uh, not all health problems are the fault of a person, though. Yeah, if you get cancer, you know, it's not necessarily your fault. No, there's, a, there's, there's, I mean, you can be bored with some uh, terrible condition. That's not the, that's not your fault. But uh, so many of the the people that are dying uh, from this are, uh, their problems have been brought on by uh, morbid obesity, and uh, morbid uh, or obesity, obesity is, I, I think, all the time, the person's is entirely the person's fault. Uh, all right, that is it. Uh, oh, my Bitcoin have never had a taxable event, says Roman Q. Good. I'm glad you're here, Roman Q. Sorry, I, I missed that beforehand. Okay, guys, we'll be back with Beyond Bitcoin tomorrow, and I'll have a picture uh, in, in the thumbnail that I'm sure everyone will enjoy. Uh, that's been the tradition the last few weeks, or all you do is that value your wealth and something other than Bitcoin will enjoy it. It's it's always fun to tell a story about the, who's in the uh the Beyond Bitcoin thumbnail with me. So enjoy, pound that like button like the shirt says. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister. Retweet it. Thanks a lot, guys. I'll say hi to you guys in the chat. Bye-bye.